Blog Talk Radio. against Iran was set before Trump called it off. Also, groups compiled police officers' offensive Facebook posts. And new ACLU report highlights racial bias for incarcerated individuals on death row. I hit it and quit it headlines. Small Florida city agrees to pay $600,000 to cyber attackers. Hackers. Also, Mitch McConnell says Obama's election means we don't need respiration. And also, Justice Department argues against providing soap toothpaste beds to detain kids. Okay. Yeah. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Norway um, Islanders want to go time-free when sun doesn't set. Also, urn with man's ashes stolen after funeral. Okay, and thou shall not steal thy neighbor's surveillance camera. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, look up and, and live. Living for the uh, city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. i got quite a bit tonight. Our cocktail, which we're sipping on tonight, is called the Bramble Cocktail. Our kitchen list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topics. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous crypto list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. 
914-803-4306 or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One. It was Papa Didi. I'm Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, what? Darling. Well, you might as well get on the hot topic page here because these papers are on fire. Oh, yeah. I'll start it off. Okay. Um, it's a group compiled police officers' offensive Facebook post. That's interesting. Let's see what this is talking about. Mm. Law enforcement agencies in Dallas and Florida and in some other uh, uh, states also in this, um, became the latest to announce they are investigating allegations some of their employees made offensive comments on Facebook. Doesn't sound like anything new, but I guess right. they're doing an independent study. This is through the Plainview Projects. Um, these public posts um, online database show that employees making hateful or raceful, racist um, remarks. Mm. Um, this was a finding from 2017, so I guess the report is coming out. Um, it says it has compiled images of more than 5,000 social media posts and comments by more than 3,500 current and former uh, police officers in eight jurisdictions throughout the U.S. That's a lot. Yeah, that's starting to get ridiculous. Yep. Uh, researchers obtained rosters of police officers and then looked them up on Facebook I guess to make sure that they match, you know, make sure it's the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, two police departments, one sheriff's office and one current, um, I'm sorry, one circuit attorney's office have announced they are taking action. So there are different cities like Philadelphia. They have taken 72 officers off the street and placed 72? That's a lot. And placed them on administrative duty pending an internal investigation. Because of their posts, they had Confederate imagery, anti-Muslim um, sentiments, and violent rhetoric and racist comments. This was in Philly. Um, like in St. Louis, they announced 22 officers would be barred from bringing their cases to be prosecuted as a result of the post due to questionable integrity of these officers. Wow. And um, so this is really having an impact. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, other places like York, Pennsylvania, Denton, um, Texas, Dallas, um, Phoenix. They flagged 200 posts linked to 77 current and 22 former uh, department employees. An internal investigation is underway. Twelve current employees have been placed in non-enforcement um, assignments. So they don't want them to go out in the field. Because they may act like a fool because all these, you know, different things are going on. <laughs> so um, it doesn't surprise me, but it's nothing new. But I'm glad that there is an investigation going on. But but I know all of these police departments across the country mm-hmm. have regulations and rules about what you can and cannot post on social media. Now that social media is a thing, Mm -hmm. they all have been told, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain things that you cannot post. Right. And that's what these people are doing. Right. But it's just like when you start work and you have a handbook, you think people read the handbook? 
They don't give a rat's rabbit's ass. Well, and then they get reprimanded, get pulled back, and they're like, mm, they might say, no, I didn't do it, or, yeah, okay, I won't do it again. They'll go right back and do the same thing. So it's up to them. If but, they're but, take some I action. To, but I have to say, you should not need any kind of handbook or memo or an email to tell you that if you have a problem with, Islamic people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, whatever people that don't look like you, and that's how you feel. If you put that stuff out on social media, death to this group or that group, or how much you hate this group, or I hope they all die and all this kind of stuff, but then you have to go out and serve and protect in neighborhoods where these people are, doesn't that kind of let you know? I mean, like, that's what they call common sense. Right. And, yes, I know common sense is not always that common. Right. But I'm just saying you don't need a handbook right. to tell you that. But, it, it you know, it's, it's like people are going to do what they want to do. They And some people feel as if my job is my job and the social media is my social media. That's just me. That's just who I am. But that, to me, is a reflection of who you really are and how you're going to act on your job. Exactly. Because, like I, I go back to the same thing again. If you live in a majority of a black neighborhood or, quote-unquote, like D.C. was considered Chocolate City back in the day, mm-hmm. and you have all these white police officers, mm-hmm. come on now. Yeah. They don't know, you know, the demographics of the people and how they act and yada, yada. They're not going to be sensitive to your situation. You have to be totally impartial, like deep down in your heart. It ain't going to happen. To not have a problem when you get a phone call from that quote-unquote side of town, and you already posted on your social media, you know, like one of the policemen said something like, yeah, got to go deal with these animals again tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're referring to a particular group of people, mm-hmm. but now you have to go and protect these people, mm-hmm. there's going to be a problem. Yeah. I just don't see how you're going to be quick to move if there's, like, some gunfire going on. In your heart, are you thinking, well, I'm going to just take my time and maybe they'll resolve the issue because they all kill each other? Right. You know, it's all that kind of stuff that goes through people's minds. Mm-hmm. So how do you get out there, serve, and protect when you already have public bias mm-hmm. against these people? I agree. Like uh, in York, Pennsylvania, they said between 2012 and 2015, it was seven posts that were made by current officers between that time. Mm-hmm. The city said, but none were posted while the officers were employed by the department. So, you know, the officials can't do no disciplinary, disciplinary action. So, I mean. Oh, so they waited until they retired, and then they started talking smack. Yeah. So all the stuff they had bottled up uh-huh. for all that time. Yep, for that, at least for that three-year period. They didn't say jiggity-jack. But who's to say, like, you kind of what you said it could have reflected in the way that they dealt with a situation with a particular group of people. Exactly. So. I would think it would it would affect your response time, your reaction. Oh, sure. The way in which you um, mediate situations. Yeah. You know, if there's a dispute or something. I, I just I just don't understand. And I understand that people are people. Right. And I did hear something on the news where they were talking about their First Amendment rights, the unions. Mm-hmm. The police unions were saying, well, some of this should be protected under their First Amendment rights. So they can say and do anything that they want to do. 
Well, you know, that's where you run into this gray area. Right. According to the the Constitution, you have a right, you know, freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a uh, in a position of, what do you call it, a public servant, mm-hmm. if you are a public servant, to me that includes everybody from the mayor, the governor, police, firemen, all of that. Mm-hmm. You are a public servant. That you can't say and do those things. Exactly. Okay. Even though you have the right of exercising the First Amendment, right. at some point you have to be able to say, however, mm-hmm. because I am a public servant, mm-hmm. I don't have that luxury right. while I am in this employee mm-hmm. to you know, be able to express the hatred well, that I have or the bias well, that okay. I have. What if you say, well... I should have every right. What I do here, my eight hours, I do my eight hours and I'm gone. What I do in my personal time, it shouldn't matter. Is there a gray area there? I'm, I'm, I'm just. And I'm see, just, I think it is because, because like I because said, one of the you right because one of the posts that one of the officers, I don't recall from which city, mm-hmm. I saw it on the morning news. Mm-hmm. One of them posted a cartoon that said "Death to Islam." Mm. Now, when you post things like that, yeah. what happens when you get a call and you have to respond and help somebody who may be Islamic mm-hmm. or someone who's wearing a hijab? They could be an American Islam right. Islamic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they appear to be Islamic and you just posted death to Islam, wow. how are you supposed to go and approach that? I don't know. That's, you know that's, but I'm glad they, they have this report out. Maybe they they, they filtering out some you know, the bad seeds. I mean, what's your opinion on the Papa? How, how do you feel about this? I just don't know um, why somebody said that you, you know, hearing what y'all said, how, who who came out and said that um, somebody's rights, that they protecting their rights? Who said that? The police the union are saying that the, that the Constitution does guarantee First Amendment freedom of speech. Right, so, so don't just automatically so start the, disciplining the, people without, you know, doing a thorough examination and all this other stuff. So right. that's the union, that's the Benevolence Association and all the rest of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you see how the rules has changed mid-game sure. when it's their situation, you sure. know. Mm-hmm. Sure. First of all, if you are in a situation, if you're in a position where you or serving the public on an open level, then why would you want to expose yourself anyway to any how you feel? Everybody feels a certain way about mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. but you can't wear that shit on your sleeve because the 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 the, um, the downside of it is that somebody may whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody may shoot you. You know, I mean, I don't think that people should feel so protected because. They want to be on the right side of the law when they pack the 9 millimeter, But then when they get off work, they want to raise the rebel flag and everything else and do what they normally do. That's cool, but you you, you took that particular job that now exposes you to a, a bright spotlight of who you are and what you represent. You can't mm-hmm. duck undercover when you take uniform off because as a police officer, you're never off duty. Exactly. So now they're trying to act like they can do mm-hmm. this and that. And then when you put down how you really feel, yeah. At that point now, I think that it shouldn't be so much being news and all. I think now that the people in the neighborhood should really know what they're dealing with. And you now know? they do. They, they know what they're sport. dealing with. Right. They Now you know what they're dealing with. Now you know that you really don't have to, uh, you know, it's like old girl was saying on uh, uh, 
uh, Karen Hunter on uh, Urban View. You know, she was saying that, you know, all blacks need to register firearms. Start arming yourself like 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 other people do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, and it's not that, like you're doing that. To, it's not like you know. It's not a violent thing behind it. Right. You got to bear arms the same reason that they do. When right. I say they, I mean white folks. No, I'm saying that's the same thing that Malcolm X was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, but you can We're not gonna put the Malcolm X spin on there. We uh uh-uh, uh <laughs> don't don't put him in the equation. I just said that's the Let same him thing rest he said in years peace. ago. This is 2019. Let him rest in peace. We're not going to put his dagger in something going on today in 2019. It's not fair. It's not fair. He, he died of, that he all right, said the same yeah, thing. but he died a violent death, and we're going to let him rest in peace and talk about what's happening today. We're not going to put a tag on him. I'm, let's okay. let's talk about That's today. That's not what I said. All right, okay. well, then we're not going to say his name, period, when it comes to the bullshit going on today in this world. We're not going to attach that to him because it's not his fault. What I'm saying today is, like I said, what the young lady said on Urban View, I'm not going to repeat her name. She said that the only way you're going to balance out the scale is that people of color are going to have to start talking about guns just as much as white folks talk about guns. That way now people will stop talking about guns because I don't even know that everybody's armed. See, now it's just the certain people that are armed and people say, oh, they got guns, oh, my God. But then you got black folks that are so self-righteous and they're like, I don't, I don't know, I hate guns. I hate God. I wouldn't bring a gun 100 feet near my house. Yeah, okay. When you hear that damn garage door open in the middle of the night and it ain't your husband or your 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 life or your lover, and you wonder what the who and what the hell it is, you got nothing to grab to protect yourself. What you gonna do? Get get a butter knife out of the drawer, you know? But as you see on different episodes of white folks, the shooting jokers come to their door when a car broke down. They don't know. They they look out the people and see a black guy at three o'clock in the morning. They shooting through the door. What about the one guy that shot that boy that was running? Remember he was lost, knocked on the door, the young boy? Oh, yeah. And the yeah. guy came out the door just mm-hmm. was just... It started shooting, yeah. Just, he just shot at him like a like a deer running away. Mm-hmm. And the, that brother was running, man. He just happened to curve a couple of times and missed the bullet. Well, he just came to the wrong door. He came to the door to ask Trying to get help. Trying to get help, but something, something happened. The car broke down. Yeah. Like I accident. think he wanted to use a phone One of your dad. something like that. He just needed some mm-hmm. help. And that white guy looked out the window, and he just came out with a shotgun, and the the, the, the boy saw the shotgun, and the man just, just shot at him. Crazy. Then ask no question. No, no question. I think he must have looked out the peephole of the window, saw a black man, and came out shooting. Right. Anytime, because if your claim to fame is to hate that group big time, big time, big time, mentally. That's how you feel. And now here's one knocking on my door. Oh, Lord, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. What is this black man doing at my door? Now, now-minded, ignorant-thinking people are going to think the absolute worst. I got to go out there and shoot this. And he, he shot the way he was shooting him running. He don't care if the dude got shot in the back and fell on his curve. No, oh, that was, just, that was crazy. You're going to call the police after that. But going back to the to the story, I think that just um, oh I was going to say that back in the day, some of these policemen who might have been, for example, undercover Klansmen, mm-hmm. when they got off duty, they would go home, go to the Klan meetings and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then the next day they go back and report the duty, put their badge on, their gun, their holster, or whatever, put their uniform on, and nobody was the wiser. Right. But now because of social media. Folk feel free, yep. like they're just going to get on social media, get on Facebook. This was all on Facebook. 
They're going to get on Facebook and just yeah. say how they feel yeah. and start posting cartoons and memes and all this other stuff. Crazy. And I don't know why they thought nobody would get, you know, trace it back yeah. to them. But anyway. But uh, nowadays, well, just to piggyback on that is, more or less when you get hired nowadays, they look at the overall picture. Mm-hmm. Your Instagram, Facebook, yada, yada. And a lot of people are saying, you shouldn't hold that against me, but you see why they would. Like, depending on what position you're getting. Exactly. You know, if it's like a public servant, like you said, or. Exactly. It's called you know, public trust. trust. Right. If so. you hold a position that's within the public trust. Right. The, tr- the public should be able to trust you. Mm-hmm. If they can't trust your crazy behind, right. you don't need to have that job. Right. And that's what I think a lot of cops now, they have a license to kill. Precisely. And that's what's going on with all these different incidents that are going on that we see. Yeah. Even though you have a body camera. Oh, but they yeah. turn it off when they want to. No, but it, it's still on, but you, you you see the ramifications of it. You still see what's going on. Yeah, and after that, what's, what's being done. But how many times have people called the police for help and they were the ones that ended up dead? True. There have been recent cases, like that lady who was out in the alley waiting for the cops because she thought she heard a woman being killed or hurt or assaulted or something. She ended up dead. Like you can't even get involved anymore. It's just scary. Anyway. All right. right, We're going to move on. What you got for us, Papa? Well, this, 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 this story needs a lot to be desired. I think that Donald Trump was really politicking on this particular one here. And I think when it's an election year, any opportunity you get to make yourself sound like a hero, you know, that he's the same person that was trying to duck out of being drafted years ago, but now he's a national negotiator of, of, of war when he didn't want to come near it. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess his father didn't want him to come near it. He was at a young age. But anyway, military operations against Iran was uh, set before Trump called it off. You know, like mm-hmm. like he's a he's a savior calling off the cavalry. I don't think that they were. I don't think that anything was set for anything, in my opinion. I I think that when you go to war and you go to attack people or to do something, I think it's a little more involved than that. Right. It's, thing not, is, it's, it's not just. Thing was bogus. Not just. Uh, hmm? Thing was bogus. I think it was completely bogus. Mm. I think it was completely bogus. It's something he probably made up, I guess. Yeah, because it's election mm-hmm. year. He's trying to get votes. He's trying to get. Mm-hmm. Sympathy, whatever. Just like Kevin Garnett when he posed in that hospital picture on his <laughs> fucking leg. I'm like, really, really, brother. Kevin Garnett, you think you would clean oh, the basketball up. player? Basketball player. Yeah, I saw you think you would clean itself up and do it from a seat in his room or whatever? No, this joke was gonna lay down like he just had his fucking testicles cut out and shit, and all he had was his fucking um, Achilles heel repaired, oh, which is at the God. bottom. He laying there like he was. I just, saw that picture. Like he, he was, was laying there like down. he had been in a major surgery or something. Well, maybe he's in some serious pain. <laughs> yeah, but you could take the picture a little more, you know, studious. I mean, don't. So he's another one. He, he's a he's a loony tune also. <laughs> anyway, the military oper- the military operation to. Um, Strike Iran in uh, in in a they, they for retaliation of shooting down the drone. Now, for one, I cannot believe this drone cost. Uh, where's the price on there? What was it like? It was like a billion or something. No, ten million dollars, something like that, for a drone. That's been a serious drone. Was it ten? Yeah, it was a big well, one. It, it was, was a, a big billion. one. But then they shot it down, and uh, President Trump claimed that he was going to. Because then Iran started showing the drone on TV. Mm-hmm. On their TV, what what it looked like and, and how they they wouldn't fish it out off the ground and 
showing it off, and, and that ain't no reason to strike nobody no way. And when he shot an unmanned drone, he asked the guy, he said, I asked the general how many people would, would perish in this. He said about 150. I said, well, I don't want to kill 150 people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, over an unmanned first drone. All, first of all, going to war is not a – if you're going to go attack people – you're right. going to war, right. okay? You're not going to talk about it. And this happened in the Persian Gulf, for one, which which I have been in the Persian Gulf a couple times. When you out there and you have a a a, a, a command of fleet ships and you have a air wing mm-hmm. that's connected to the aircraft carrier and everything that goes with it, an aircraft carrier is accompanied by at least six ships at least mm-hmm. of different class whether it be destroyers and, and tenders and and all kinds of stuff you know and they're all accompanying this aircraft carrier for one reason or another whether it be search and rescue or to recover planes recover people mm-hmm. or what have you and when you when you when you man general quarters and everybody just gets on their little ready their readiness that's serious business mm-hmm. and once you launch that attack now these jokers, these little countries to fire back at your ass. Mm-hmm. And now you got your people out there on the water that are sitting ducks. Hell, they, they're, they're blowing up tankers and all that. Look at the tanker out there that caught on fire that they tacked some kind of device to it and now it's burning and all that jazz. I mean, it's just, you know, you don't play with that. You don't, mm-hmm. you can't say, yeah, I diverted, the, I, I diverted that thing all my, I snapped my fingers and I made it go away. Oh, That's good. bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you're going to do something for real, Congress should be involved. Right. And they say Congress should be involved because Congress represents the whole country. Right. That's everybody's representative from everybody's state. So let every state know what's going on. You can't just bomb some shit out of, out of nowhere and everybody not even know what's going on. Mm. People are going to work. People are going to what was this retaliation? Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus taking the lesson from from Pearl Harbor, hell, the J- Japanese did a sneak attack on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You're going to get somebody. You ain't going to do it like mid afternoon on a goddamn Friday. Right. Or you're not you know? talk about it. They ain't even talk about it. So it. it was just he was the one who said. Criticizing Obama and previous administrations mm-hmm. about people talking, talking about, about what they're going the strategy to do plan, and yeah. saying, you know, that's the problem. You shouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. You should just, you know, hold your tongue and then do whatever you're going to do. Take people by surprise. Yeah, but, but the, why is he all over Twitter? Over Twitter? Yeah, I diverted the war. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with yeah, 10 minutes yeah. to spare. 10 minutes to spare. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all politics and to be elected, to be reelected. <laughs> Ooh, Who talks like that when you so do you realize how many people are involved I'm when appalled. you when you initiate a war? Do you know how many things are involved in I that? Know. How many steps it takes? All the to steps get to it that, takes yeah, to get process. to that. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> and he's talking like and he's talking to his own people. Oh, everybody's gonna vote for his ass. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Mad Hatter. I'm the Mad Hatter. Yeah, I, I knocked it down. Yeah, last minute I kind of you know yeah like you stop a stopwatch. I took that and I killed it. What are you going to do? Yeah, we'll deal well, with it. you know, later. what was interesting is that, of course, there were uh, different reports mm-hmm. on what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, the New York Times was reporting that the planes were already in the air, in position, ready to strike, before he ended up pulling the plug on the whole thing. He claims that, Trump, that is, claims that, no, the planes weren't in the air. 
I stopped all of that before anything, any of that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now, I don't know where the New York Times get their sources, mm-hmm. but I, I would think that they didn't just pull that out of their butt. Yeah. But, uh, so were the planes in the air ready to go? Because here's the reality. Mm-hmm. I don't see how those planes could have gotten to where they needed to be to be in position. The planes are on a carrier that quickly. already. The planes are already in the Persian Gulf on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, right. But I'm saying, can they be in position in Hell less than yeah. 10 minutes? Hell yeah. yeah. So it's possible that they could have been not in the air. That's what I'm trying to understand. When, when, a, when, a, when, a, when a ship goes to general quarters, Everybody has a general quarter station, okay? But what I'm trying to understand is I'm trying to understand if the New York Times report makes sense. Mm-hmm. They said the, sh- the planes were already in the air, in position, waiting in the for air? the Yes. You don't have to be in the air when you're in the Persian Gulf already, and Iran is off the coast of the Persian Gulf. Do you know what the Persian Gulf is? Or I'm not saying that. Persia? The Persian, Persian, Persian Persia? Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Persian oh, Gulf. Let me not lie. I know it's far away right, from let where me, it's Let me United explain States to you what is. the Persian Gulf is. The Persian Gulf is a gulf of water that runs adjacent to countries as you go through the Mediterranean. You got the Mediterranean River and you have the Persian Gulf. The Persian Gulf is a small amount of water that goes down and leads to the Mediterranean River, Mediterranean Sea. Excuse me. And as you go down there, you go past uh, uh, the Straits of Messina. You go past what's called the Rock of Gibraltar and all these different things. Now, how close is that to Iran? It's right there. Everything's together. Everything, Italy, Italy, Spain, Iraq, Iran, Syria. And as you go further down, when when I was in the Navy, we took the Persian Gulf, we took the Persian Gulf and Mediterranean Sea all the way down to Egypt. Egypt is at the back end of the Mediterranean Sea, and you turn around and you come back. And that's all right there off the top end of Africa. The African continent is at the top of things there, and you that's where Egypt is. Egypt is at the top end. At the north of at Africa. At the north of the African continent, which mm-hmm. borderlines the Mediterranean Sea and the Persian Gulf. What was your question, Kel? I was going to say, it just sounds like that. If you're that close, I can't see this. The I ship mean, is already in the Gulf. Right, All you got to right. do is give so the go-ahead. The, the, the planes are fast enough to get there within probably Second. short, yeah. But what so you have to worry about, the air, what you have to worry about so. is the retaliation because just like they don't want North Korea to launch missiles and all to do this and do that, and they they want to stop them from doing high 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 mileage or high traveling missiles. Hell, if a, if a ship is in a Persian Gulf, no, everything down. Iran has can reach a damn ship. Right. You know, they don't need no long-range missiles to get to a ship that's right there. In fact, Iran can probably see the ships in the Persian Gulf on their radar. Mm. So, so it's a real risky situation. Right. So your theory is you don't think that those planes were in the air. No, they're on the yeah. ship. They're right there in the air. They're in the right. neighborhood. But they that's what I'm be, saying. No, you know, don't don't for him there. saying, like, no, within 10 no. minutes, but you know, at, they but were already the, in the air and the, yada yada. But the pilots, yeah. are, but the, but the pilots are on the ship sure. at the they're, ready. Yeah, they're, they're at always the ready. ready. They're always ready. They're, at, they're in the cockpit. Or they're, you know. So if he gives the word, they can be there within, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever. So I like he used the term on Twitter that the pilots were – Cocked and loaded. Mm-hmm. He didn't say locked. Yeah, he they said could they be were ready. cocked they and loaded. Be, 
Mm-hmm. And then when he gave the message to kill it, mm-hmm. right? Because different different ships go out depending on the situation. Right. Because the carrier has like four or five different type ships. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean different type airplanes on there. Fighter right. jets. They got attack planes. They got re- reconnaissance planes. Well, I guess we just have to continue to follow it. See what he's going to talk about next. That's your boy. Yeah. All right. So well, you gotta, give us a call if you got any questions about what's happening. That's uh. Nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Is that the number? That's it. Wow. And press one. Yeah, get in the queue. Oh, good mm-hmm. memory. You're not having a senior moment tonight. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> well, in other news, um, there's another report that came out. This one's from the ACLU. They're talking about racial bias for incarcerated individuals on death row, particularly in Los Angeles. Mm. Now, L.A., their use of the death penalty is being closely examined by the ACLU, which is now highlighting in this report that they uh, just put out. What's the ACLU? Oh, I'm sorry, the American Civil Liberties Union. Okay, okay. They're highlighting this report that's talking about the racial disparities of people on death row, particularly in Los Angeles County. Mm -hmm. And it's calling into question the prosecutorial record of this one particular district attorney whose name is Jackie Lacey. Might have to put her on the kiss it list. Mm-mm. According to this report, um, D- District Attorney Lacey's office has sentenced 22 defendants to death, all of which were people of color. Mm-hmm. How is it nobody else ends up on death row? And they also found that the race of the victim in these cases overwhelmingly was white. Now, I don't know if that was coincidental, but that's what the report found. Beyond that, the people sentenced to death were often uh, represented by lawyers that were unfit. Mm -hmm. They noted that in at least eight of the 22 cases, the defendants were represented by lawyers who had all kind of misconduct, misconduct charges, either before or after the cases. And in five cases, the attorneys were later suspended or disbarred. That's how bad these lawyers were. Um, It was at least one or two cases where the attorney failed to even make an opening statement on behalf of his client that was on death row and sat there and went to sleep during the trial. So clearly this person was not trying to defend this individual. But to me, if I was a judge, I would be like, you know, you need more counsel. You need better counsel. Well... I guess the judge was like, if that's who you ended up with, too bad for you. So they were saying that even though the governor has a moratorium on the death penalty, uh, L.A. County, according to this report, still hands out more death sentences than any other county in the nation. Mm. Los Angeles County just Mm. handing out death penalties like it's candy or something. They're just trying to clean up the streets for real. Yeah, by killing people or putting people on death row. Mm. There's at least 723 people in California facing uh, the death sentence, and one-third of them are from Los Angeles. Mm. How is that possible? As large as California is, one-third of all these people on death row in California, one-third of them are from Los Angeles. Something is not right. It just sounds like L.A., they just not taking no crap. You come up in our county, we're going to do some damage. See, I don't see it like that. 
I see it that there's some slanted justice going on in Los Angeles County. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to keep people of color. No, off. you said they're not taking any stuff. I don't take it. I don't read yeah, that. It's like stuff, they're being very harsh. I mean, if that's the case, people, right, it wouldn't just know. be black people on death row. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be like, okay, we're going to put the hammer down and we ain't taking any mess from anybody, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't just be black people on death row. But that's what I'm saying. They Oh, well, people, okay. don't, people, don't, people don't understand that um, as a courtroom observer, if you go, if you fuck around and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a swear word, and I want my story to sound better. <laughs> if you fuck around and go in the whitest neighborhood, right, and you go in the courthouse of the whitest neighborhood you can find mm-hmm. as a courtroom observer, Mm-hmm. You will sit back in the back of that courtroom and see that white folks do the same shit that black folks do, whether it be uh, spousal abuse or robbing a motherfucker or whatever. Believe me, you sit back there and you analyze what goes on because court is court, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Court is court. And and, and judges got to make decisions based on shit. But the biggest problem is with people and the convictions and the... And the um, the different conclusions of somebody's case is that in most cases, when a a white judge looks out at a, a white defendant, sometimes they end up seeing themselves mm-hmm. at that age. Mm-hmm. So now they can sympathize and they'll say, oh, yeah, when I was 14, I did the same shit you did. But they won't say that with a 14-year-old black kid. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, you criminal motherfucker, I'm going to throw your ass in jail for five years so you'll learn. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. in most cases, the little 14-year-old white boy got his parents there and his uncle and John, his his nephew, I mean, his uncle that owns the fucking hardware store. You know, he he's a, he has a franchise of a goddamn Piggly Wiggly so or whatever. So it's just a whole, you know what I mean? pillar of the community. It's, he's the pillar of community. He knows he's such a good and such. Boy. He yeah. just made a mistake. Yeah, I've seen Joe. Oh, I've seen Joe at the hardware store. Yeah, well, you know, well, 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 you know. And that kind of shit, it, it, you know, they say it just to, to try to save face of the people that just at that particular time. But then there's a whole other group of people that are, you know, being the, the fucking key is thrown out the window when they lock their asses up. So it's, it's well, so well, sad. Well, let me you know? let me ask you all this, and I'm gonna get off of this. How much do you think it costs for um on the with the death penalty every year? And this is just for California taxpayers. What do you mean for inmates? No, just total. The death penalty in general. How much do you think do you it costs California total? taxpayers per year, annually? Just to maintain the whole Just state of California? People, yeah, the whole state. To keep people on death row, maintaining that whole thing. The whole thing, just not per person. Right, not per person, annually. That's a couple million dollars. I would say a billion fucking dollars. Probably. No, it's not a billion. It's more than a couple million. $139 million a year is what California spends, and this is tax dollars. California spends $139 million a year just on death row inmates. Maintaining people, whatever, on death row. And why do people, why do people stay on death row so long? I just, I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, I that's a good question. Because well, people why. keep appealing and appealing, well, trying right. to get clemency from the governor and new information, DNA coming up. Because all if there's, kind of because if there's the slightest bit of doubt that the governor will, you know, just put it at rest. He's not going to, he's not going to go ahead and put the hammer down. 
Now, when you get people that are convicted, that people that killed people ruthlessly, and it's obvious, you know, I think, that, in my opinion, two people that got killed on death row with the quickness, with the quickness, and that Malvo. was, uh, yeah. What was that? Malvo, the, the sniper. The, the sniper, sniper, the, DC the sniper, sniper, and the boy that blew, and, um, that blew up, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. McVeigh. Them two jokers. They didn't keep them sitting around. They didn't around keep them sitting around, but especially Timothy McVeigh. That boy went through the system so damn fast. Next, you know, they were shooting fucking dope in his arm mm-hmm. and that on that bed. And his they shut him down. Because what is the the length of time that a person stays on Well, like I said, if it's, a, if it's a case. You know, it has to do with, with well, the how many big people federal. got Well, I killed. just heard a case today where this man was on death row for 30 years. 30 years. And he was finally exonerated because he was innocent. Because there was doubt in his case. And you have to understand that when the governor okays that, it's almost like he's putting the, 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 the dope in their arm. He's actually killing well, himself. When he okays it, so every governor out there wants to make damn sure, you know, what's the situation on that? Well, it's pending because... They kind of think they got the wrong guy. All right, fuck it. No, no, no. Give me the next one. No, we're not going to fuck with that. Because once you, if you kill somebody that didn't do it, right. that's on your mind now. So it's, that death, yeah, that death penalty is a hard. Uh, yeah, this brother was locked up for 30 years on death row for a crime he did not commit, and he finally got out. Mm. Yeah. Because they finally found some kind of proof that exonerated him. That's 30 years of his life gone that he'll never get back. Wow. Well, if you guys got any questions Ooh. or comments that we're talking about, we got some hot stuff going on. 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. We got to refresh our beverages, and we're coming right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. It's going to be another round of, woo, you don't want to miss it. Be right back. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, she going to say? <laughs> I don't know what number to call.
first of all, is, you know, and I like to work with plants and transplant plants and, and grow things in the garden. And he's older than some of the fucking dirt that I <laughs> transfer my plants in. Okay. You know, and I'm just saying that because he, he says a bunch of rude shit that he's too old to really understand or realize what's coming out of his mouth. Mm. You know, what did he say he this said time? two different things, first of all. First of all, he said that um, why should we care about something that happened 150 years ago? And he, and he says it's so fucking elegant that he thinks he thinks it's elegant. But a pro, uh, apparently there's a space between his ears and his brain where he's not comprehending what he's saying. He says, uh, well, I can't use his particular accent, but uh, why should we care about something that happened over 150 years ago that like none that. of us are living right now are responsible for and we really shouldn't care about that and and what are we going to do what what where do we even begin to start bringing in uh restitution for something that happened so long ago that we shouldn't even be concerned about now that was his first statement mm. okay he's a jerk his next statement was the fact that uh what what did he say uh he dismissed the whole idea that um, he said that next that the fact that a black president was elected, Obama, mm, that mm. that paid for the restitution of black people. Mm. Black people should really? be proud Hell that too. they hired a black person, Hell that they, they they elected a black person to stay there eight years. That should give you enough enough to chew on oh, for your for your satisfaction and know that oh you've come gosh. a long way. Help him, help him. This motherfucker is just talking crazy as hell. Okay, mm-hmm. crazy as hell. And what I don't understand is that when the hell is there going to be some term limits for these old bastards that that their thinking metabolism is so old? Mm-hmm. And you know what gets me too is when he makes it when he does his press conference. You ever see the two old motherfuckers standing behind him? <laughs> <laughs> they I mean, that must dirt. be his boys. These are all the two other senders who they let they let them. Mitch be the voice. Um, and they're the fucking the sergeant at arms that stand behind him when he talks. Mm, but mm. these two motherfuckers is old as hell. Mm. And you got the one that's uh, then you got the other guy that keeps following Donald Trump. All he does is smile all day, like behind Trump. <laughs> oh, you talking like, about the vice president? No, no, fuck no. That, that's all he does. No, is stand no, back no. You don't even hear smile. about the vice president. That vice sure president, Pence. he Pence is, is doing his own thing. They don't. All he doing is waiting for the president to fucking. Kilter over so he could take over. Or mess up. But anyway, the people that stand behind Mitch and the one guy that follows Trump all the time, they have their own little, little, little white cube of of like self righteousness that they live in, that they bask in, that they feel like they have been around so long that they really don't give a shit. You know, I mean, it's just it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. The way people can just behave and get away with it, and it doesn't even excite me. So I'm not talking with excitement. Don't get me wrong, because I'm not impressed or excited. This this shit is so common. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That people people just they'll, they'll shit on you and don't even give a damn, and then sit down and have a conversation with you after they got done shitting on you. So he thinks that reparation shouldn't even be a conversation. It's not even, you know. But to say right, in the last statement he made, which was so interesting, and I really want to put this out there. You're going to say that this happened so long ago, why, none of us was around when this happened, but you would never say that shit about the Holocaust. 
you would not have the fucking balls between your legs to get up there in that microphone and say a goddamn thing about the fucking Holocaust. You would not put the Holocaust down oh, like you true. put the slavery mm-hmm. thing down. You wouldn't even mention them it. Jews would eat them up they would eat your ass up. Well, Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. say something about that. Yeah. yeah. See, they won't go there. Because it's always, like I said, when it comes to, to, to people oh. of color or black people, People always go to the fucking extreme. When you see a black person that got killed by a cop on TV, they show that motherfucker getting shot 15,000 goddamn times. Over and over again, every time you see the news, watch this here, this film is graphic. And all of a sudden you watch the motherfucker getting shot down, falling down his ass again, and they treat it as fucking entertainment. Okay? But if a white woman gets shot or a white man gets shot, you don't see that video. You don't see that video at all. Like, I give you an example. The girl that got shot by that black guy, the black reporter. Yeah. I don't know if they work for yeah. NBC or somebody. This happened in D.C. area mm-hmm. out there on one of them. Um, that was the first time that they didn't say the man's name. They didn't. Well, I'm not talking about name. I'm talking about fucking video. Mm-hmm. We yeah, never, we never saw that girl. It didn't even get that far. We never saw that even happen. Because, like I said, going back to the judges, when a judge goes to convict a little white boy, he looks at the white boy no matter what the fuck he did, and the judge thinks about another side of his life when he was 17 years old. Hmm. And he says, well, you know what? I fucked a couple girls in the fucking dorm myself. I tell you what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Because he's looking at himself. But when a black kid comes up there for the same sexual assault thing, you know, you need to be taught a lesson. And and it's so interesting how it comes out inside it, and and I do believe that they see itself. Like remember that movie Big with fucking Tom Hanks when yeah. he shrunk down and the fucking suit wasn't fitting his legs no more and it was over stopping his shoes. Mm-hmm. It's like they see the movie Big with Tom Hanks and they see themselves. That way they go easy on them. In the same way with criminals, white cops when they go to apprehend white assailants see themselves. That's why if a white person even shoots up a fucking building and kills 10 people, he they come out the building with him in fucking handcuffs. Mm-hmm. But they'll shoot a black man at a fucking traffic stop and then you have a goddamn gun. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is that? What the fuck? You gonna I, I don't understand that. Like I said, I they know. see themselves. And it's, and then and then once the, 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 the white boy starts to plead and it, when his back is against the wall, they listen to it. They say, all right, well, then drop the gun and put your hands up. But if it's a black dude doing this shit, they will go in with guns a-blazing. Yeah, we killed that nigga. And they'll blow the fucking front of that gun like gun smoke and shit. <sighs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like like they you know, they, they got rid of a a, a situation. I so, mean, is, so is Mitch McConnell, is he the only one that's talking Mitch like this? Well, no, but Mitch, Mitch McConnell is well, the leader. People. But then you got the other, the other dude He's from South Carolina. But now you got the other guy too from South Carolina. That turned. Oh, cook, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. First of all, Lindsey Graham is. Lindsey Graham is straight gay. Okay, I'm not gay bashing at all, but Lindsey Graham is gay. Okay, he won't admit the shit, but I can see by the way he talks and the twitch in his. Uh, I can see the twinkle in his eye. <laughs> Let me put it to you like that. I see the twinkle in his fucking eye. Okay. No, and every okay. day, Mitch, Mitch, uh, Lindsey Graham comes out. He's on a different side of something. You know what I mean? One day he's got a fit. One day he, he he's, he's walking strong. Next day he's switching like a girl. You know what I mean? And he one day he's kissing Trump's ass. Next day, well, I don't agree with Trump. I don't understand how these jokers are keeping jobs. What states are they from, and who was elected? So, so you do you think this Mitch McConnell thing is gaining speed, or 
it, first it, of all, Miss McDonald, McDonald is playing to anybody who's willing to listen to him. And the sad part about it, I have heard white folks in my own circles say stuff about that. Why are people still talking about slavery when not even the abba dabba 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 do? Now, these are motherfuckers that ain't never experienced no pain or strain in their life. They ain't never, they still living off their mama in their fucking 40s. And they got dirt to talk about somebody that's been struggling and shit like that. And these motherfuckers are still living in the in the uh, in the garage, the apartment above the garage. You know, and and then if you go back, when I say the apartment above the garage, all these things came in effect when when the suburbs were big for white folks because during after the war in 1944, 45, the early part of 46, when when people when black folks got out of uh, out of the war and came back home. They we, they all got GI bills. The sad part about it is that the government handed everybody a GI bill. GI bill. Use this when you buy out. Use and buy out. Thank you for your service. Salute. Thank you for your service. Salute. Salute. But then they come back home and you got that fucking William Levitt, who's one of the dudes. William Levitt owned a, a host of uh, properties in two places. Levittown, Pennsylvania, and Levittown, New York. What does that have to do with Mitch McConnell? Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Ain't no slow boat. I'm going to give you the lesson. Come on. I'm going to give you the lesson. Okay. All right. <laughs> William Levitt. William Levitt owned property in Levittown. He owned land in Levittown, flat land. Not even, it wasn't even no good shit. Levittown, Pennsylvania, and Levittown, New York. Okay? Now, William Levitt denied all black people from moving to his areas. Mm. And Levittown, New York is in Long Island. Now that property in Long Island now worth a million fucking dollars because it's off the water. In Levittown, Pennsylvania, that little shithole over in Bucks County, about 45 minutes from Philadelphia, that was another area that he owned. Now, mm. this is why, and then you got other white folks that had the same attitude as William Levitt that owned property in New York. So hence the thing that black people that got out of the military with their GI Bill that couldn't move to Levittown New York and in, in, in Long Island up there in by the water had to move to Harlem, had to move to Brooklyn. People that couldn't move to Levittown, Pennsylvania, had to move to fucking Philly or Camden, New Jersey, because they couldn't do the suburbs. And this is why the suburbs got with the with the white folks because we weren't able to move there from the beginning. That's what created the suburbs. But the the, the drawback was is that the men who was mostly the ones working, had to get in a fucking car and drive 45 minutes to the city to go to work. Now, when the men left to go to work after a while, the mailman and the motherfucking milkman was fucking the dog shit out of their wife. And that's where the term desperate housewives came along. Because the okay. man left. So I'm still trying to figure out how is this relating to Mitch McConnell. All right, well, uh, what I'm, I'm saying is the fact that the Mitch McConnell does not give a fuck because he lives in the same world that William Levitt lives in. Never gave a shit about black people from the beginning. Okay. I don't give a fuck where they live, what they do. We don't owe them shit. And that's why he feels where he is. Okay. Because oh, all this shit, you, you know, okay. and so it's, not, it's ignore, not a playoff. So we just need to ignore his not, stuff, that's all. Exactly. Just, just need to ignore He's him. old as shit. He done yeah. his time. He needs right. to go. Right. That's it. And it's so that's sad. That's the bottom line. What state does he represent? I don't does know. I think it's Alabama. I think it's Alabama. Okay. There you go. That answers that question. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Okay. All we right. Over here with okay, since we're talking about southern states, Florida, small city in Florida, uh, Riviera Beach, they have been held hostage by some cyber hackers. And they're not the first ones. 
this has been like ongoing stuff. FBI has a bureau set, I mean, a division set up to investigate all this cyber hacking stuff. But you have what's called ransomware, where it's like a virus, but it's ransomware. And basically what it does is it holds your network or your data mm-hmm. ransom. I mean, it holds it hostage. Mm-hmm. And these cyber hackers will grab your stuff, your data, mm-hmm. lock it down or re-encrypt it or whatever mm-hmm. so that you as your company cannot access it. And then shut down like city governments, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this this city, uh, Riviera Beach in Florida, was the latest one to get hit with it. Now, this started back on May 29th, paralyzing the city's computer systems. So city officials and members of the staff could not access their email, phone service. The water utility pump stations went offline. The city could not accept utility payments in person. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Um, they had to do everything via, like, regular mail, mm-hmm. snail mail, as it's called. They couldn't do anything. So finally, the city council got together in Riviera Beach and voted to authorize the insurance carrier to pay what they were asking for ransom, which was $590,000, to these hackers to try to get their data back. They were losing more money than that. Right. They couldn't function. It was like the whole city was in handcuffs. So finally, they're hoping, because see, here's the thing. When you're dealing with criminals, can you trust them? No. They're saying give us 590000 What they really asked for was 65 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're talking about that Bitcoin currency, I which I don't even understand it. But it was equivalent to about $590,000. Mm-hmm. So they said give us this money and we will give you back your network, your system, your data, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, I mean, it's a risk, but what else can we do? Mm-hmm. Because it's track them. Right. You can't find who it is. You, they don't have a way of, you know, trying to re, reestablish well, the network. They can track them through the, the, the deposit, whatever the deposit, how they're going to deposit it in somebody's account. you got to go someplace. Well, you think, you know. I mean, like I said, this is becoming very common. More than 50 cities and states across the U.S. have been crippled by ransomware attacks just over the last two years. And they're saying, yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's also very crippling. And that some cities who decided that they were not going to pay ended up paying on the back end Mm -hmm. because, uh, for example, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and Baltimore, Maryland, they learned the hard way because they didn't want to pay the ransom. So they just basically put the middle finger up to the hostage Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. and said, no, we ain't giving you nothing. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up, uh, Atlanta ended up spending $3 million trying to recover and rebuild all the stuff that got screwed up, lost, etc. The ransom request was only for $52,000. So they could have paid $52,000 and hoped that the people would be honest. I guess they they didn't want to be bullied, I guess. Exactly. They said, no, screw you. We ain't giving you $52,000. So they ended up paying $3 million to try to get their network back. Baltimore refused to pay the 100000 ransom, and they ended up spending $18 million to get their crap back in order. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So that's what's going on with the ransomware. Wow. So, yeah, you know, I don't know what to say. When you get hit with that stuff, I mean, what can you do? I don't know. What Either you pay. Do? Or you, you pay now or you pay, pay later. later. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to pay. I'm to get you a ticket. Ah! Yeah.
Yeah, you gonna pay one way or the other. Once you go get your license, they gonna get you. Yeah. All right, I got the last one here. Justice Department argues against providing soap, toothpaste, beds to detain uh, kids. A Justice Department attorney this week argued in court that the federal government should not be required to provide soap, toothpaste, or even beds to detain um, children apprehended by the U.S.-Mexico uh, border. Government lawyer Sarah Fabian, she argues that forcing children to sleep on cold concrete floors and cells is both a safe and sanitary situation. Attorneys for the um, detained children are arguing that the government is not following the requirements of a 97 settlement agreement. Um, it goes on to say humane treatment and release of detained uh, migrant minors. Children must be housed in safe and sanitary conditions under, un, under this settlement. So the attorney for the children argued that although soap and toothpaste weren't specifically mentioned in the 97 settlement, they must be provided because they would be reasonably in, interpreted as part of the agreement under the um, contract law. But doesn't that go without saying, though? Yeah, you would think, but, you know, it's like things have to be written in stone. It's, 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 it's crazy. And um, let me finish this. The federal government earlier this month stopped English language classes, recreational programs like soccer games and legal aid for locked-up children. Then let me ask you this. It's crazy. Doesn't, doesn't the, the states, when you have somebody, for example, when someone is incarcerated, mm -hmm. doesn't the state give them a cot to sleep on, mm -hmm. clothes to wear, mm -hmm. Food to eat, mm -hmm. toothpaste, toothbrushes, right, all of that, and recreation, and recreational right. time. Even if it's just an hour, even if it's just an hour, mm -hmm. you get at least yep. that. Yeah. Yep. Now you get that when you're locked up for breaking the law. Mm -hmm. But these kids, because they're migrant kids, they're being denied like those kind of essential things. Yeah, that's retarded. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't either. It's because y'all president forty-five. Because he's an ignorant ass, you know what, SOB. And he's implementing, to me, a lot of these things here. Because you would think they would already have the guidelines of what is a necessity, like you just said, in their handbook or guidelines or whatever. I mean, if an inmate, it's just not making sense. If no, inmate, that's what I'm saying. Inmates inmate can get those get these right. things. And they're criminals. Right. They're criminals. Exactly. They're criminals. These people are just trying to get away from uh, a rough situation where they live, but you can't help provide that for them. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And even if they entered the country illegally, mm -hmm. would you not at least give them the same thing that you give other so-called criminals? I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. Who, who's behind all this? This is Department of Homeland Security? I would assume so. Justice Department. Okay, Justice mm -hmm. Department. Um. It's just, one, they don't want them here, and two, they just don't give a rest for ass. And it's because people it's people of color. Well, did you hear? Um, did anybody hear that they have at least 15 kids documented with the flu? Mm-mm. Some of that are here now? The migrant kids. Oh, okay. At least 15 of the migrant children have the flu. Mm -hmm. They said the kids were in dirty clothes. They're not being allowed to bathe because they're not giving them soap and things. So it's like, you know, they're walking around dirty. 
Now, if you got flu, mm-hmm. everybody knows that germs and diseases flourish in right. dirty environments. And why would you want that? And why would you That's want that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it just doesn't make I sense. I think they did say that they had isolated the kids that had the flu, but my question was, at what point did you isolate them? Because the flu is highly contagious. Right. By the time they were showing outward examples of, um, uh, you know, it was obvious that they had the flu, other people have already been in their space breathing that air. I I, I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah. That's our government. Mm. Oh, boy. Yep. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments or any concerns, give us a call, 914-803-4306. Join the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping on the pajama party. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party adult online radio talk show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Popping. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget, the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap-up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kisser list. That's where the people get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Papa Didi's What's Poppin'. So, uh, what's popping tonight, Papa Didi? I'm gonna get back on this Mitch McConnell thing. It's not even about him, you know. He he he's protected on all four sides. That's mm-hmm. why he acts the way he does, you know. And like I was saying about the when I'm talking about the housing thing and how they weren't allowed to use the GI Bill, I was just giving a couple of examples of Levittown, Pennsylvania, and Levittown, uh, New York. But the same stuff went down in every state. Every every single state, it went down like that. Every state. D.C. People wonder, if you look and see when these towns were built, you know, let's talk about a familiar town like Washington, D.C. Why is Washington, D.C. Chocolate City? Why is it Chocolate City? Where was the white folks? Do you think they didn't exist in the, in the early 40s, early 50s? The 60s? Where were they? Suburbs. Suburbs, right. Why do you think Philadelphia was the way it was in the 50s and the 60s? Where was the white folks? They were here like anybody else, mm-hmm. but they were living a whole other life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was talking about Levittown, New York, and Levittown, Pennsylvania, that's the same with, with Kensington and Chevy Chase. Why you think why why you think black how do you think DC became Chocolate City? Because all the white folks was in Kensington, Chevy Chase, any other stuff that you could mention that's on the outskirts of DC using their GI Bill. So blacks had to migrate where like like imprison a general population. 
and I, I referenced it with, with Mitch McConnell because Mitch, what's the name McConnell? Mitch McConnell because he's protecting all four sides. Mitch McConnell would not good on a microphone and say some dumb shit unless he knew he had the white nationals and every other white group completely behind his ass. He's not speaking by himself, believe me. He makes sure he's got groups and groups and tons and thousands of people behind him just in case any black person flex. You want to flex? Well, well, I got this other group over here that's behind me 100%. These over here, they behind me 100%. Mitch ain't just talking because, you know, he want to hear himself talk. He went out there. That Everything people say out of their mouth in most cases outside of Donald Trump is scripted. You know? You know what scripted is. It's scripted. And he's going to say, well, can we get away with saying it? Yeah, we can say it. If they say anything, we'll just say blah, 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 blah. They, believe me, before they go on that microphone, they know what they're going to say, and they know how to backstep it if they need to, or sidestep it, or, or back it up, or whatever they, whatever term they use when somebody want to change their views on stuff. But Mitch ain't got nothing to lose. He's an old-ass man. His time is done. You know what I mean? Most of his boys is gone and out and dead. He he, he came along there with that group. What's that group? The one that Tulich the your boy, who's the black dude? Uh, the one that was raised by that that senator. The one that had the show on Urban View. That that Armstrong. Fuck yeah, Armstrong. Armstrong Williams. He was raised by was it? Uh, Hatch, then you had a guy, uh, oh, I can't even remember. I can't, some of your names sound very Confederate, all them guys. And Armstrong Williams came up around all of them. And he's just the most black Republican, whatever, because that's his way of thinking. And it's just so amazing how, you know, it's just, I can't even explain it. I think the best thing for people to do during this election, I just want to do a public service announcement is you got to get Trump's ass out of there to put together a brand new world, put the, put the world back the way it was. You know, it's so amazing that we dealt with a, a black president that was married to one fucking woman, had two kids, both by the same woman, and now we cast that on a man that, oh, my God, I'm wondering where Trump got all that dick to do all the slinging he did with it. Damn, what kind of dick you got between your legs? Well, you be slinging that shit. Let's just talk about how much dick he done slung, and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna leave this alone. First of all, you had his wife, okay, who he had Eric, Donald Trump Jr., and what's the other one's name? His daughter, Ivanka. Ivanka, okay. Now, then there was Marla Maples, right? Marla Maples, you got a girl by her, and who was that? Who was that to her? The last. Well, I guess the last one, last but then he was married. Oh, Tiffany. That was the other daughter. Well, Tiffany is the daughter of uh, Marla, Marla Maple, Marla Maple oh, okay. okay? And now her his current wife, who has a son. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what? One, two, one, two, three, four? Isn't that four? So First wife, Marla Maples. That's four. That's four. Now, you got four wives. Well, four kids. Four. One, two, three. Four kids by... Three different women. One, I two. Think that's right. One, two. Yeah. The current wife, Marla Maples, yeah, right? Five. Three different women. Five kids Ivanka, by three. The first wife had three. The second wife was one. And then um. Three. Oh, we missing. It's one. The new boy. No, no, no. One and Ivanka, one. One and one. And the new boy. One by 
one by Marla Maples, one by his current wife, mm-hmm. and three by his first wife. Right. Now, yeah. if if Barack's black ass, if the now let me just get this out here so it could be in public record. If Barack's black ass would have brought three different fucking women to the table, four different women to the table with four babies, what would they be calling that brother? Yeah. You dick slinging motherfucker. How are we gonna hide? How are we gonna bring that dick slinging? And that would have been the big topic when it came to the election. I think Hillary would have won because they would say, "Well, shit, we can't bring Barack in that more. Some ain't got damn children. Some ain't baby mamas. Blah 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 blah." But Trump just eased that shit right on in the White House. Money talks. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it's about money. It's that they get a pass. It's the difference between money and getting a pass. Mm-hmm. We have people in our own families oh. that done crazy shit but got a pass. But then you got another brother or sister that they ride like a motherfucker. But you got another brother who's half-assed decent. You give him a pass. It's getting a pass is what people get. But it's so sad that this man brought all that. But I'm just so thankful. And I'll close on this that we was able to see a black man come in there with minimal children, legitimately married, whether he's married to a man or woman. That's his, his personal preference. But he was able to pull off eight years and do his thing in a respectful way. Trump shit right now is so fucked up it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. You know? And like I said, I'm not even excited by it because I know we have been stigmatized so long as being so fucked up. We're not only fucked up, we're lazy, we're cheap, we're this, we're that, we're everything. And, you know, I tell you, to Barack Obama, brother, you you, you definitely made us look good. I'm glad you came before Trump and not after. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you, Chief. Right about that. All right, Pop. But see, that's that's yeah, that was a good one. That's the problem. He's trying to compare his him to uh, Barack Obama. You can't do it. No, you, you can't, can't do tease it. him. Barack's name out of his like mouth. Camera. You you can't touch it. And then you can't touch him. There's no way. Not at all. Even, even if Barack Obama was a white man, you couldn't touch him because of the things that he did. He, he did exactly. Him. You can't touch him. Yep. Especially the dick swinging. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of weird, okay, we're gonna lighten it up a little bit. Weird news. We're gonna shift gears mm-hmm. and move on to the weird news. All right. Because we want to get these in. We got some weird stories we want to share with you tonight. I've got one about. Um, this is something that I didn't realize. I mean, I guess I kind of knew it, but I didn't know how it worked. In Norway, this is out of Copenhagen, Denmark. Residents of a Norwegian island where the sun doesn't set for 69 days of the year, they want to go time-free and have a more flexible school and working hours so they can make the most of their long summer days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I kind of knew that, that, you know, where in certain parts of the country mm-hmm. it stays light and then it's dark for long right. days and days. Alaska, I know you're in right, so at the top and the bottom of the, of the world, but... Mm-hmm. I just never really gave it much thought. Mm-hmm. So people on the island of Summeroy are pushing to get rid of traditional business hours and conventional timekeeping during the midnight sun period that lasts from May 18th to July 26th. Uh, one of the people who's pushing for this met with a Norwegian lawmaker and basically said, look, I got a petition signed by a lot of people on the island. We want to have a time-free zone. You know, no Norwegian time, Denmark time, whatever, just time-free zone. Mm-hmm. Because they're saying that they can get more done during the time when you have sunlight mm-hmm. if you're not restricted by the clock. Oh, it says, okay. okay, business hours are yeah. from, you know, 9 yeah. to 5, right. and after that, 
no more business until 9 o'clock tomorrow. They're saying, but the sun is still out, mm-hmm. so why can't we just keep it moving? I see. So that's what they're trying to do. And they're saying, yeah, it may seem kind of crazy, but it could work. Mm-hmm. So they're saying going off the clock could be a great solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be a little complex. They're going to have to figure out, you know, the whole thing. But one person said the idea is just to chill out. Mm-hmm. They said they've seen people suffering from stress because they were pressed by time. Okay. Because you only got a certain amount of days before mm-hmm. it's going to be dark now for mm-hmm. days and days and days at a time. Why you had a day- daylight? Let's just get stuff done. Exactly. Gotcha. So I don't know how that's going to work for them, but Mm-mm. that's a wild situation. Yeah. And I, I don't think way. I could do it. Yeah, this is in Denmark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah, I don't think I could live there. I need my sun up, sun down every day. Yeah. Um, I have one. It's a crazy one. Urn, urn with man's ashes stolen after funeral. Why? York, PA, Pennsylvania. Family members say someone stole an urn with a man's ashes after his funeral in Pennsylvania. A service for 42-year-old Sam Abritt. Uh, was held over the weekend at the Salvation Army in York. His uh, remains were divided into three urns, one of which was to go to his mother. Family friend um, Sherry Ritz tells uh, WGAL-TV, most people gathered in a back room after the funeral, and that's when the urn was stolen. Ritz is asking the person to return it. Police are checking pawn shop. Pawn shop? Yep. It's just an urn. They don't know if there's real ashes in there or not. You know. Wow. They just selling the urn. You gotta be hard up to go steal somebody's urn and go pawn it. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. What you got for us, Papa? I got a thou should not steal thy brother's surveillance camera. Wow. This happened in um, Halton, Louisiana. Louisiana authorities say a burglar. Uh, Effectively caught himself red-handed. Caught himself? Uh, yeah, unwittingly live-streamed. <laughs> he un- unwittingly and then unknowingly what? live-streamed his, his own theft what? on a neighbor's new surveillance camera. And know how to work it. Okay, the Booster Parish uh, Sheriff's Office said a neighbor watched the crime unfold in real time <laughs> and recognized the culprit was 43-year-old Franklin Winsbury, Jr., Mm-hmm. A sheriff's statement said uh, the stolen camera also showed things inside Wombert's house. Sheriff's spokesman uh, Bill Davis said that Tuesday that Wombert told uh, deputies uh, he had permission to borrow a paintbrush, but had nothing to say when they asked about the camera. So he claimed he's returned the paintbrush to the house and ends up ripping them off. And then he stole the camera, but the camera... The video's already recorded, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the thing was live streaming. Live streaming. While he was trying to remove the camera. Right. Big and dummy. even though you remove the camera, that has nothing to do with video, what, what, what surveillance is already recorded. All the camera is a looking device. It don't hold shit, believe me. So if you think you're going to knock the, the, the dash cam off a cop car after you beat a cop's ass, sure. that shit's already in the hard drive. I'm going to twist it. We're going to put both of them on the kissing list because that's just stupid. All right. Well, thank you. Well, that wraps up our weird news. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I just keep going? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be quick. I just want to say for, um, I'm just saying, 
Okay. I want to talk about look up and live. I I keep running, not running into, I keep observing, let me put it that way, because I didn't run into them, but I keep observing how people will walk right in front of your car and not even look, pedestrians. You know, it whether it be at a stop sign or a light or uh, especially in parking lots. I was at a grocery store today, for example. I'm just trying to get a parking space, and I'm barely, you know, creeping along. And I'm just seeing pedestrians just popping out of everywhere, folk looking at their phones, just walking. Mm. They're not looking up to see that there is a, a two- or three-ton vehicle coming right at them, and they don't even look up. They don't even look back. They just casually walk like, oh, the earth is mine and the goodness thereof. But you know what I'm just going to walk around and and not even look. Let me peep this here, though. My question to you is, what are they looking at? I don't know what they're looking at. Their phone? No, I mean, no, I'm saying what what app or what what are they looking at? I don't know. What do they got? What's holding them? I always wonder. I don't know, but my point is this. I don't care what you're looking at. You're about to look at your life flash before your eyes if you don't look up and live. Right. That's my point tonight. I'm just saying look up and live. like that. You cannot just walk around when cars are moving around you, whether you're looking at a phone or you're looking in your purse. I saw one lady digging in her purse for whatever, probably looking for a phone. She was digging in her purse. She never even looked up. I had to put on my brakes because I saw her looking away. You're looking to your right, walking to your left, and you never look back to see there's a car coming at you. Now, what if I wasn't paying totally attention like I needed to, and she came out from between two parked cars. I'm moving through the parking lot. You're digging in your purse with your head looking to the right. I'm on your left. You're about to get hit. So all I'm saying is, people, look up and live. Stop looking at your phone, looking in your purse, your pockets, looking at the sky, whatever you're looking at. You need to pay attention to these vehicles that are moving around you when you're walking because that could be your, let me just put it this way, that could be your ass. I'm saying that could be your ass. So people, look up and live. That's all I'm trying to say. I like that. Pay attention. There's stuff going on around you, and these cars sometimes are not looking out for you. It's just like people are looking down at their phone. There are people driving looking at their phones and digging in their yeah. purse yeah. and trying to get those french fries and trying to get a bite of that burger and all kind of different things, mm-hmm. trying to reach back and smack a kid. you got all kind of things going on in a vehicle. And you have somebody who's not paying attention and just walks out in front of you? Come on. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, folks, wake up, pay attention, look up, and live. That's all I got for you. Right, really? Look up and live. That was a good one. Is it hard? That needs to be a future. That's a good one. Yeah, really? Like that. Look up and live. Like 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 Papa said, we just sit much in our phones. I'm know? just. What are you, what, I, I what are you looking you, at? I'm, what app? I'm wondering what what app? app? Facebook. What Facebook app got, got you? people? Instagram, Snapchat. Wait, what are you? And Facebook you know, is the it's amazing because right, it's probably what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Not only are they watching Facebook, they're so tuned into it. Or they're taking pictures themselves. I mean, look at the people that um on um, what's the big mountain thing um. Uh, Mount Everest. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh. Hey, up there on the day on climbing dying, on the rock. Dying on the fucking yeah. hill. Out in the Grand Canyon. Waiting falling for bitch out to move. Grand Canyon. That's what it is. On these big rocks climbing and there's yeah, bars and taking stuff. taking a selfie. You're, probably, you're not supposed to be climbing on nothing. But you up there climbing and taking a selfie. And the Come glass on, floor the glass floor cracked in the Sears Tower the other day. Really? When you go out on the observation, the little observation thing that you sure stand did. on, the shit cracked. Because wow. so many people go out there. It's yeah. almost like selfie central. You know, we all... Taking something to risk today, you know. I just You're don't, right. don't understand it. I don't either, but people yeah. they want they don't want to live, I guess. I guess not. Oh, before I give up the mic, I just want to give a shout out to Lena Chanel that sings our theme song for the Pajama Party Show. Okay. Shout out to Lena Chanel. Oh. She is doing a um, an artist showcase for the BET Awards weekend in Los Angeles tonight. So uh, I know it's going to be great. She's doing, I believe she said it was a 10-minute set. There's other artists involved in that. But shout-out to Lena. BET mm. Awards Weekend Artist Showcase at the Renaissance Hotel in Los Angeles. All right. Do your thing, Lena Chanel. We love you. We know you're about to shut it down. All right. Okay. We're going to get more into Lena that Chanel. later. Um, I'm going to get into my Hollywood wrap-up on Chanel. that. Wow. Okay. All right. We're going to uh, kick it back over to you, Papa Didi, Living for the City. What's going on? Yeah, let's you know, let's talk about the nursing homes. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I tell you, in my opinion, I just think that uh, when it comes to nursing homes, when it comes to your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents, whoever, do yourself a favor. If, if you have the space, if you have the facilities, take the time to clean up that house, um, make room, do some, some, do some. Uh, some handicapped things in there to accommodate them and look around so you can hire day nurses and things like that to change them and clean them and things like that to keep it in perspective and hire you some doctors that may make house calls. All this stuff is out there because I tell you, in my own experiences, man, once you involve yourself with daycare facilities, I mean, I'm sorry, not daycare, but senior facilities, Mm -hmm. look out. Okay. First of all, they want every drop of your loved ones, your loved ones' money, whatever income they're making. They want everything but forty-five dollars. Okay, so by chance, if your mother's in a nursing home and your father passed away, and your mother is getting a, let's say, a three thousand uh, dollar pension, uh, half of your father's pension, for example. That, that nursing home is going to get everything but $45 for one. Not only that, they're going to put a lien. The state is going to put a lien on the house that your mother and father owned because it's costing your mother almost $500 to $400 $500 a day to live in a nursing home, but they're only paying about 100 200 based on their subsidy through Medicaid. So, therefore, they put an invisible lien on the house of your parents. Therefore, if they're in a nursing home and the other spouse passes away, that that your house basically belongs to the state at that point. Mm. So what I'm saying is that if you have the opportunity to keep your loved ones in a house, in the house, or build them a house of their fucking own when they get sick, once you go to that nursing home, all deals is off, really. You, you have no control of anything anymore. You know, and I mean, people think, well, I put them in here, blah, 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 but they don't realize that the family home is now under jeopardy. If you're going to do that, 
If you're going to put them in a the house, then take the, the, the house out of your parents' name and put it in your name before they go into the nursing home. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Don't have them go to the nursing home with the house in their name. Please don't do that. Put in your name, then put them in a nursing home, and make your parents' access, their financial access, very minimal. Whatever they're getting, because they're, they're it's amazing. I mean, I can't elaborate more. I'm just saying, it's just, whew. It's a racket. It's a racket, mm-hmm. and the nursing homes are taking people's houses every day. It's not really a nursing home, don't get it wrong. People say that. It's the it's state. It's the state, and it's where the Medicaid is coming from. And they, they're sitting on houses. When both people die, the Medicaid people, sit, they ain't talking about it, but they're sitting on houses. They got over 2,000, 3,000 houses that they just own, period. And they go on auction and all kind of, it's, it's sad. So just if your loved ones get sick or whatever, build a wing and build an area in the house and put them in that area and have the people, nurses come through the front door. That's just my take on it. Okay. That's good advice. All right, you want to take a quick break and then we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap up? Is that the plan? That's the plan. All right, if you want to join the conversation tonight, what's the number to call? 914 803 4306. And what do they have to do? Press one. Okay, we'll be right back with the Hollywood wrap up. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the John Party One. Who's Papa Didi? And I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Um, Swadalings. Ooh, ooh. Whip it. <laughs> wicked, wicked. All right. All right. Time to go out west for the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. Okay. All right. What's happening in La La Land this week? Tyler Perry. He's rocking and rolling. I, I ain't mad at the man. Okay. I'm what's he doing this time? action. He got. Um, a set of uh, series he's working for BET now. This one is going to be called the White House Soap Opera, which is called The Oval. Tyler Perry has set up his first project at Viacom as part of his multi-year content partnership. Tyler Perry has landed a straight-to-series order for the White House drama The Oval. Hmm. Uh, Perry will write, direct, of course, and executive produce the series via his Tyler Perry Studios, of course. The Oval revolves around the picture-perfect first couple that uh, behind closed doors are anything but. Um, the scripted offering explores lies, cheating, and corruption. 
So they have some well-known people that are going to be playing, like Quinn. He played in One Day at a Time, Two Broke Girls. Um, also will play Hunter Frank, which is one of the main characters, the newly elected president of the United States. Um, the relative newcomer is Moore. She played in um, Star Girl, David Makes Man. Never heard of that, but um, she will play the first lady, which her name will be Victoria Frank. Who is this? Her name is um, Moore. The last name is Moore. Uh, hmm. She's a newcomer. She played in Star Girl and David Makes Man. Never heard of. I don't know. Right. Okay. Um, also, will play the first lady, uh, Paige Hurd. Never heard of her. She played in Everybody Hates Chris. We'll play the couple's wild child daughter. And uh, so this is a black first family. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Interesting. Paige Hurd is that his little brother, little sister? Yeah. Wow. So the Oval, all grown up, man. This is the Oval is the first um, program to be re- revealed since Perry linked a multi-year contact partnership with Viacom in uh, July 2017. So he's going to produce 90 episodes. 90? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what I said. They got a lot of faith in this in this series. Yeah, his partnership is going to go on to 2024. So he's doing other projects besides this one. This is just one of them. Oh. He has four to do. So this is just one okay. of them. Um, so they're really trying to, um, because they got a new president coming in. His name is Scott M. Mills. He's going to take over from Deborah Lee. She 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 left in 2017. She um, did? Mm-hmm. So Scott Mills, he has taken over as president. Yep. So what they're trying to do is um, bring in more programming. Um they have the Mary Jane series, being Mary Jane, um, Lena Waithe. She produced a comedy called Twenties. So they're really trying to revamp um, the BET series. It's called BET Plus. So that sounds like a whole new network. Yeah, it does. I think they're trying to reach a younger market. I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but most of these networks, when they add a plus, mm-hmm. that's some other network that you got to probably pay to subscribe streaming, to. Streaming, like yeah. streaming. They are starting a new streaming service. Yeah, yeah ESPN yeah. has a ESPN yeah. plus. They are starting a new streaming service. Yeah, that's what that is. Okay, yeah. Carrie Underwood, NFL and NBC sued over Sunday night football song. Uh-oh. Carrie Underwood. NFL and NBC have been uh, hit with a lawsuit that accuses them of plagiarizing the uh, Sunday night football theme song. Singer Heidi Merrill and three songwriting collaborators filed the lawsuit in federal court in Manhattan, claiming she created a song in 2016 called Game On and pitched it to the Underwoods producers who passed it. They said they passed it. They didn't want it. Hmm. Merle alleges that Underwood's song of the same name, Game On, which was played under the opening of Sunday Night Football 2018, is a direct copy violation, I'm sorry, copyright violation of the song she sent over to the country's superstars team a year earlier. This is a blatant attempt by celebrity singer to rip off other artists' work. This is what Merle is saying. They do it all the time. Yep. But she said, not on my watch, you won't. So a representative for NBC Sports says the network doesn't comment on pending litigation. So <laughs> Of course they don't. They're going to probably settle out of court, just like the blurred lines thing. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But I always um, tell you, you settle based on 
We done made twenty million already, right. so we will give you five. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's it said that her her she has to be dragged in it, but who's to say she didn't know? She might have known. She might not have well, known. But she's the front person. That's she true. Knows. She's the one out there singing the she thing. Ain't the first time he did it. Everybody does it. Beyonce, all them also do it. Um. Okay. Also in the news, Anderson Cooper. He shares a loving tribute to his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt. We know she died earlier. She died Monday. She was 95 years old. Um, he goes on Instagram to say, In the end, after all else is stripped away, there is only love. My mom believed in love more than anyone. It was her guide, her solace. It's what drove her, and in her final moments, it is what surrounded her. And uh, she was, Oh, that's sweet. She was 95. Um she was a lot of things. She was a. It was a big scandal back in the I think 30s or 40s. She was a big heiress, and her mom had um, inherited all this money, but the mother was unfit. So the aunt took the mother to court and got custody of uh, Gloria oh, Vanderbilt. Gloria. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's what that uh, that story. Poor little rich girl. Right. That was based came on. on. Right. Yeah. She was even with Frank Sinatra. And yeah, she was. She was. Um, yeah, Harry Hughes. Yeah, she had three husbands and four children. Mm. Okay, because she married at an early age. She married at seventeen. Mhm. And this guy was twenty-one. Then she married later on. Um, she married an older man. She was like twenty in her twenties, but the guy was sixty-five. Ooh wee! And they had two children from that, and they stayed together for ten years. Okay. And then Anderson Cooper's father was um, the last uh, husband, mm-hmm. um, so he's the youngest. So, and unfortunately, one um, uh, brother, uh, one of her sons, died of suicide. Right. So I do remember hearing that. Right. Two of my favorite girls, BET Awards, Mary J. Blythe to receive the 2019 Longtime Achievement Award. My girl, my girl. Okay. The Real Love Singer notably uh, she scored two Oscar nominations last year in 2017 for Mudbound. Um, BET is set to honor Mary J. Blythe with the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award and his award show later this month. The BET Did Award. Did that Mudbound? No, I didn't. Okay. I need to. Did you catch it, Papa? I have to check it on Netflix. It might be on Netflix by now. Um. She, uh, it would recognize a nine-time Grammy award-winning music icon for being a figure of inspiration, transformation, and empowerment. All right. And in the ensuing years, the singer-songwriter has attracted an intensely loyal fan base. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she sold 50 million albums. Wow, that's a lot of albums. Bly became a double Oscar nominee when she was nominated for um, two Academy Awards, Supporting Actress and Original Song for the um, film uh, Mudbound, 2017. And, uh, of course, she's the queen of hip-hop, of course. And um, BET Awards will be this Sunday. And our girl, hometown girl, um, she played in Girls Trip, Scary Movies, Love and Basketball, Regina Hall. Yay! She's going to host the uh, BET Awards this Sunday. Night. Yay, Regina! At 8 o'clock. That's it. All right. That's a good thing to Okay. I'm going to be proud. Well, you know what time it is. 
cocktail. It's time for the cocktail of the week. I've been doing this all night. It's been delicious. Yes, it has been. It's called the Grandpa. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Bramble cocktail. Get it right now. B R A M B L E. Okay, we need a cocktail shaker, a strainer, crushed ice, old-fashioned glass, and fresh blackberries and lemons. So we're going to take two shots of the Tangeray Number Ten Gin. Make sure it's number 10 because that's the smooth stuff. Two shots of that, one shot of freshly squeezed lemon juice, a half a shot of sugar syrup, and a half a shot of creme de mirror blackberry liqueur. Ooh la la. We're going to pour the gin, lemon juice, and sugar syrup into your shaker. Half fill with ice and shake until ice cold. Strain into an old-fashioned rock glass filled with crushed ice. Drizzle the creme de mirror over the top so it trickles through the ice and garnish with fresh blackberries and a slice of lemon. Ooh, blackberry, blackberry. All right now. Trickles through the ice. Hickleys, hickleys. <laughs> so it can trickle through the ice. Yeah. Triple or trickle? Trickles. Okay, I thought you said triple. I'd have had two of these brambles. Multiply. <laughs> I'd have had two of these brambles, so Ooh. it is what it is. It'll be on our website. I know that's right. .com, so Ooh. it's called the Bramble Cocktail. But it's, it's pretty nice and refreshing. Nice summer drink. Very smooth. Papa's going to stick with his brown, but we are, we have lightened it up with our little gin, little blackberry thing. Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. I'm an old chemist from way back. <laughs> oh, like, yeah? Okay. My, uh... <laughs> Not going to change your formula? No, um, I got you. I just hear... Uh, Elijah Craig is very good. Okay. Well, suppose well, you tell good. the people about the Kiss It List. Well, the Kiss It List, sometimes uh, it's a good time. Okay. Kiss It List is a group of people that we discussed tonight, and if we didn't discuss them tonight, <laughs> that showed their butt hiney, that, that did their thing, and uh, and we're pissed off at them, so we're going to put them on the Kiss It List. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, I, let me give you a little footnote, too, just for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I was talking about William Levitt, they don't Levitt Town, Pennsylvania. Levitt. There was a group of kids uh, touring the White House, mm-hmm. and Trump went and surprised them. Mm-hmm. And ironically, he said to them, Well, let me tell you about a guy named William Levitt. He was a that. great man, but for some reason, he lost his way. Because he got all messed up with that. Remember that? You remember that? Yes, you saw it. So, you know, the evidence of racism will come out. Right. He's going to tell these little 10-year-olds, let me tell you about a man named William Levitt. Now, William Levitt was one of the most racist, and I gave you a story on William Levitt earlier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why would Trump come and talk about a guy who was denying soldiers that came out of World War II the ability to live in the suburbs? But, you know, the way God works, which is so beautiful, is that... We didn't need to go out to the suburbs no way because remember what I said, a little foot in the footnote I said that probably went over people's heads, that after a while, the wives were so desperate when their husbands left, 45-minute ride to 90 minutes actually, 45 to the city and 45 back, that like I said, they were fucking the mailman, they were fucking the milkman, they were fucking the gardener. And that's where the term, so when you hear the term desperate housewives, mm-hmm. it's not a nice slogan. Right, right. It means that somebody was fucking the dog shit out of your wife. Okay. That's what it means. So anyway. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway. So, that's what the kids at list says now. <laughs> I, I want to add yeah. William Levitt. William Levitt. List. Yeah, definitely. Oh, hell yeah. 
William Levitt. William Levitt. What did he do? He's the one that. Did, Are you kidding me? Didn't deny. Oh, okay. My bad. Girl, you better put that glass. And mind you, mind you, William Levitt just owned land, acres of land. These were all flat bottom houses. He didn't even dig a hole to put a basement in the motherfucker. So you go to Levittown, Pennsylvania, everybody lives in flat bottom houses. Yeah, no basement. You hit the floor and it goes, nothing underneath it. Land. They even you cut the hole. put them on a slab. They even cut the hole to, you know. Okay, well, let me finish the list. Sure. I got Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, oh, yeah. For that comment he, about having a black president. And he, and he, he has a mouth like the nutcracker. Yeah. He has a line in there with nutcracker mouth. You don't need mouth. reparations because uh, uh, you had a black uh, president uh, for eight years. Uh, uh, and, uh, and the people living now had nothing to do with that. So that's right. Why should we do all and that? And talk his wrinkles move with him. Like I'm putting uh, Vice President Pence on the kiss it list because he's always standing back smiling like he's up to something. Ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Lindsey Graham for Lindsey just being Graham. such a kiss behind so her coat. Just admit it. Whatever. God damn it. Uh, all these cyber hackers who've been holding people's networks hostage and demanding money. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. The Justice Department for keeping those uh, migrant children in those conditions sure. that we talked about. The the urn thief who stole somebody's oh, ashes yeah. after the funeral when they were out of the room. How do you steal somebody's urn? That's just trifling. Also, the surveillance cam thief. Huh? Who was live streaming his own theft? Because mm-hmm. he didn't realize the camera is on Dodo. Always on. Uh, also, brain dead pedestrians that just walk out in the street looking everywhere my but question at the traffic. Is, my question is, what is holding your attention so strong? If it's anything other than porno, you a crazy motherfucker. Okay. I can see you watching some fucking body parts on that motherfucker. Anything else? I don't get it. And also, Trump. He's always on the kiss it list. Mm hmm. I think everybody knows why. For, for saying, for for politics and claiming he stopped the war at the last exactly, minute. Exactly, the last 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, uh, last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also the police officers who posted all that crazy stuff. Philadelphia happened. Hateful. It was Philly and a bunch of other areas. Mm-hmm. A bunch of hateful stuff on Facebook. I got to go out here tonight supposed and protect to be a public Negroes. servant, but you out here talking all that They were saying all kind of stuff. Uh, the, uh, the, what was that, Los Angeles County? For having a disproportionate number of black people on death row. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say his name was Jackie Lacey. Yeah, that's the district attorney. Right. Okay. Like white yeah. folks ain't committing no damn crimes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Is that everybody? I don't know. Poppy. And the, and, and the people and, and the people that shot uh, my man Poppy. Oh yeah. You the know, guys that shot Big Poppy. Big Poppy or T. Down there in the oh. uh, Dominican yeah. Republic. And, 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 the and also they Dominican and the, also Dominican Republic, period. If you spike in a damn booze, they're saying now that yeah. they're making their own booze and they put oh, it in sure. the, they put it in the uh, little wine bar and they mm-hmm. got fake ass names on them. Fake and they labels just, and stuff. And people yeah. getting sick. As soon as they drink it, they're falling out. So it's probably not even booze. It's not even because booze. Because they do have yeah, some. Faking that stuff in somebody's exactly. I thought uh, earlier it was a Ciroc bottle, but they poured it in with some cranberry juice. Exactly. And the thing was just like it was just looked like snow. And these people pissed it, it because. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm do an inside track on the Dominican Republic. A lot of guys will go down there, even guys I know. Because they go in and negotiate the women down there because pussies of an abundancy down there and guys go in with a couple hundred dollars and the hundred dollars go a long way so they fuck their brains out while they're down there. So you put them on the kissing list? Is that what this is trying to do? The men down there are getting jealous because American men are coming there and fucking the shit out of their women. 
So anybody okay. involved in internet, you're on the kiss it list, and we have something I'm just saying, special I'm for you. I'm telling you what it is. Okay, we got something for you. Here it is. Kiss my Hi, welcome back to the John Party. My name is Papa Didi and Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. That was the world famous Kiss It List. And we'll do it again next week. So if you have people you want us to put on the Kiss It List, call us up. Give us a name. Give us a reason. And we will put them on the Kiss It List and call them out. Because we don't care. All right. We're going to wrap it up with the last words. Is that everything? Yep, that's everything. Okay, uh, let's move to the last word. Uh, Papa Didi, what's your last word for tonight? My last word is stay away from them damn nursing homes. Keep okay. them people out of nursing homes. Keep them in the house. Period. You'll, you'll lose your house. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. Okay, and my last word is I'm again focusing back on pedestrians walking around without looking up. You got to look up, people. Don't just walk around in the street. When you step off of that curb, you better be looking up instead of looking down. If whatever you're looking down at, stop, look up, and live. Please. That's all I'm saying. Oh, shout out again to Lena Chanel doing the BET Weekend uh, Artist Showcase in Los Angeles. She sings our theme song. So uh, we're, our thoughts are with her. I'm sure it's going to be a great success. So do your thing, Lena Chanel. Represent DMV. Over to you, Cattle. What's your last word? My last word is to our um, two DC or DMV natives. Um, like you said, Lena Chanel. She uh, sings our theme song. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a new one, Lena Chanel. But um, you go do your thing tonight, and we're very proud of you. Also, our hometown native, uh, D.C. native, Regina Hall. She is hosting the BET Awards on Sunday night, BET, um, at 8 o'clock. I'm officially going to have a watch party that night. So, uh, you guys in the DMV, come check me out. Uh, Also, um, the D.C. Homegrown, our parent company. Thanks for keeping the lights on. And um, apajamaparty.com, you can look us up. Um, check us out, tell a friend, and also you um, can find our um, cocktail of the week on there also, which is the um, apajamaparty.com. No, I'm talking about the name the of Bramble. The Bramble. Bramble. Whew, I done had too many of the Brambles. Yeah, that'll, be the on, Bramble. <laughs> that'll be on apajamaparty.com. Right. And uh, one last thing the red wine did say. I like that. That could be a bumper sticker, a t-shirt, look up, and live. Because if you don't look up, guess what? You could be gone today or tomorrow. Because 
like Papa Didi said, said, what are we looking at on our phone? Yeah, it's getting your attention that like that. getting our attention. Whew. I don't even care if it's porn or nothing. You, you still yeah. need to look up and, 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 and find out. Because sometimes I, I'm, I'm walking in the path of somebody. I'm saying, excuse me. And then they finally look up. I'm like, come on, really? Sometimes people yeah. coming straight at you, and you're like, whoa, am I going to go left or right, or who's going to move right. first? Yeah, they'll walk right into you. Right. I, I just don't get that. But uh, yeah, it's not that serious, people. Look up and live. Maybe that's what we need to start a campaign. Look <laughs> up and live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my last word. Oh, also, I want to say shout out to, I forgot his first name, Brother Jenkins, who I just read, a brother is has thrown his hat in the ring for the 2020 presidential election. What's his name? Jenkins is okay. his last name. Okay. This brother is running on the platform of reparations. Okay. That's his main thing, reparations. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far it's going to get him, but I just read that today that he got the okay to mm-hmm. be on the whatever, on the roster list or something. He's running as a Democrat. His last name is Jenkins. Okay. So be on the lookout for that one. Okay. Um, I do have one last shout out. Um, I do a little Uber driving on the side, so I want to shout out to an Uber rider. Her name is Shannon. She's um, uh, this is her first time. Hopefully, she's listening tonight. I just want to give her a shout out. Her name is Shannon. So thanks for All listening right. tonight. Hey Shannon. All right. Hey girl. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all, we're gonna get on out of here. All right. We got things to do, so we'll do it again next Friday night. And uh, make sure you're here. Join us. We'll be here to do it as only we can. It's the Pajama Party crew. Uh, We're going to wrap it up. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, everybody. Cattle. Goodnight. And bonsoir. See you next Friday night. Peace and one love. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.